But then I absolutely manifested a comfort behind victory for the Buffalo Sabres over over the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, Matt Murray in that for you. I texted you guys. I said, Harper, I'm going to need Buffalo to score and cut out that shutout. They scored. And then again. And then again. And then again. And they won the game. Matt Murray, one point against the Buffalo Sabres. Not what you want to see, Chad. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to episode 163 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. Cody Abrams and Melbourne with you for this one. And uh, we're going to be teeing up our Boys in the Booth Fantasy Hockey League playoff matchups for you in this episode. But first of all, guys, how we doing? Well, extremely stressful time of the year for me right now, trying to find a place to live in Kingston that is not just ridiculously expensive, which... Um, I've seen a few sheds that are ridiculously expensive in Kingston at the moment, but none of that really matters to me right now because I'm absolutely over the moon that as of Saturday, I have become an uncle. I have joined Chad as Uncle Casey. We, uh, my brother had his firstborn on Saturday. Well, he didn't have it. His wife did. That's kind of how that works. <laughs> but we welcome the newest member of the Abrams family, Claire. My brother's little girl. That's awesome, Case. You are going to absolutely love it. Um, Brooke calls me like a few times a week just so that she can put Maverick on the phone and I can see the little guy. So you're going to fall in love with it. And even if you thought, I don't know if this is you or not, but if you thought you didn't want to have kids or whatever, it'll change your mind real quick. So you'll have to be weary of beep baby fever because it is very real so that's great to hear um i'm doing well boys uh i'm excited to announce that we got a little bit of a contract extension with bet stamp thanks to a couple of our buddies uh helping us out and doing some uh of the setup sessions with bet stamp getting our boys some free money for betting and uh getting ourselves uh more access to the app and uh just extending our partnership so couldn't be happier uh for that so i'm happy with that and all things considered uh doing very well how about you harper I'm uh, I'm good. Case, congrats again to uh, your brother and and his wife, and that's that's amazing news. And uh, yeah, doing good here, boys. Had a little uh, party out here at uh, at the place uh, over the uh, over the weekend, and uh, I think I'm coming up to Toronto actually, Chad, for St. Patrick's Day this weekend. So that should be good. And uh, yeah, just uh, everything's busy and and all good on uh, on my front. So uh, let's get into this episode then. Uh, Like I said, right off the top, we're going to be teeing up our uh, fantasy hockey playoff matchups in the uh, Boys in the Booth Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, But first of all, let's take a look at the standings. And for you guys, are there any surprises from this year? Uh, Obviously, it was a a pretty dominant season for Kuznetsov's third line at the top right there. But uh, maybe some surprises with, you know, how poorly some teams performed or teams that didn't squeak in. My team obviously didn't get in uh, and uh, fell short during the race there. But uh, yeah, any surprises or anything that stood out to you guys to start? Go ahead, Case, if you want to start. 
well, the first surprise for me is to see Poppy's milk drop heavily out of the standings in the last i think it was three weeks or so they had a tough go of it as josh maley and i thought for sure that he was going to be like the five or four seed if you asked me like six weeks ago i, I would have locked him in there right away but um these last couple of weeks there was a lot of changes you mentioned it throughout the year like how tight it was from kind of like seed four or five to 13 and it was one win could change everything and you can still see that from six to eight we're all the all the same so pretty crazy uh five day actually i forgot jeff lost that last game so i uh, i'm pretty shocked to see him out of it yeah and just on that same vein case like i'm looking at the standings right now and you know like you said from five to eight all with the same record and then after that from nine to 11 three teams 12 9 and 0 who were just one win out of it and i totally agree i was shocked as well when i saw pappy's milk didn't make the playoffs because at the start of the year like they were absolutely rolling i mean he had austin matthews uh, i think he got him third maybe fourth overall and it just looked like his team was built um but then you know as the year went on Things didn't go so well. Maybe it was some type of injury trouble or what have you, but it just didn't work out for his team. So that was definitely a shocker. Another shocker, Harper, like you mentioned off the top, was uh, Kuznetsov's third line, 21-0. and 0. Uh, That's 20 wins, one loss, and uh, zero ties because we don't have ties in the league. But uh, he went all the way until the final week. Uh perfect and then finally lost so i'm glad that that at least happened uh because we couldn't let a guy waltz in here in his first year in the league and just absolutely dummy everyone and finish first and go undefeated so i'm happy that that happened but that was definitely a shocker to me because uh there were a few other teams who i thought you know would be more competitive one of them was book hockey i thought they had a pretty good draft and had some decent players um but then ended up just completely selling at the deadline and they finished 14th so won't be in the lottery for the first overall pick but will be set up nicely that anyways for uh, a high pick that is and then a few others eichel tower that's our buddy john he's been on the podcast a few times very knowledgeable hockey guy uh, not a very good fantasy hockey player. I don't think he set his lines very often this year. And also, if he did, like then maybe his team just wasn't very good. I think it was auto-drafted in the first place and just didn't pay attention a lot. So that was a shocker to me. Um, finally, just off the top, like initial reactions to the standings. Something that wasn't a shocker to me was mail-order brides finishing 19th in the league because even though Corey was setting his lineups this year, uh, his team wasn't very good. And it was a similar tale to last year where his team was just stuck in the bottom all year and they just couldn't get it done. They couldn't string wins together. So that wasn't a shocker for me. But all in all, like where we sit right now, some very exciting matchups this week. I'm sure Casey is pumped for his first round matchup. Um, and there are some good I, ones there. There could be some upsets. Well, there was an upset in the last week. It looked like Dirty Birdies had Zamboni guy beat like in the third day. And then in the last two days, they went off and beat Dirty Birdies. And that actually ultimately ended up with me in seventh instead of sixth, where I thought I was going to be. And I'm kind of... I don't know how to feel about that because, frankly, I think Noah Gretzky's 
they could win this all so i was fearing having to play him in the first round but now i have to play chad and um your team is all or nothing and (laughs) you're you were all 18 weeks and those three weeks your team sucked butt so i'm just hoping i could get one of those weeks but man did you get lucky or i don't know somehow you 3d chess this and figured out how to have playoffs in a week where you have like 59 games played or something so uh i checked out your score and you're projected to absolutely wallop me i mean we'll we'll get into that and i think there's some planning that did go into that like getting games for this week but i'm gonna be completely honest like it wasn't at the forefront of my mind during the trade deadline i just wanted to get the best players available i did just have to make a tough move though and drop one of my defensemen, Neil Pionk, a guy I liked all season long. But, you know, Ovechkin just went to uh, to IR+. Plus. He's out tonight. And I had Victor Hedman sitting on IR+. Plus, and he is healthy and he's ready to go. So what I did was I got Hedman in tonight. Um, but then that left Pionk on the bench. And then I had too many players. So I had to drop him in order to uh, get another game played. So I'm kind of scrambling right now. Like my projected points just dropped by like 20, 25 or something. Um, but I'm doing my best, man. Like I, I, like you said, it's kind of all or nothing for me. I went all in at the deadline. And I really have to perform or else it's going to be a waste and I'm going to be shit next year. So if I'm going to be shit next year, regardless, at least, you know, hopefully I can have something to show for it. And, you know, with no regretskis now, the team who finished third, battling it out with the Zamboni guy, currently projected 201 to 199 for the Zamboni guy. That's the sixth seed. If that happens, that'll be a crazy upset. And then someone gets a bit of a better matchup in the second round, it looks like. So a lot of storylines right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's dive into these uh, these playoff matchups a little bit more. And uh, just want to say that I love how our fantasy league has the classic playoff format, one versus eight. Uh, really no other way to, to do it. So... Uh, let's start right uh, with the top. Uh, Kuznetsov's third line against uh, Nico is our captain. So one versus eight. Right now, uh, Kuznetsov's third line is uh, is up by you know over ten points in that uh, first round matchup right now. So looking at this one, guys, what uh, what are you looking at on both sides? And ultimately, who do you think takes this one? Well, just when you look at these two teams, guys, like obviously we talked about Kuznetsov's third line being dominant all season long. And, you know, that's it's kind of evident why that was the case when you just look up and down the lineup, you know, guys like Stamkos, who, by the way, is not playing tonight. He's out. So he just currently added Braden McNabb as I'm looking at my phone at his team. So uh, that's his Stamkos replacement right there, I suppose, for tonight. Um, And then Max Domi, that's another guy who you can, you know, put in and out of the lineup. If if you don't start him, you don't feel terrible about it and also you can drop him to get another player to play games for you but then in terms of star power it's Robertson, Line, Patrick Kane, Hagel, Quinn Hughes, uh, Roman Yossi, uh, Nate McKinnon, uh, Barkov and you know the list goes on so his team is pretty stacked top to bottom I don't uh, think that it's a surprise that he's projected to win right now by quite a bit 
But that being said, Nico is our captain, has been one of those teams who's been sticking around all year long. Like, and he's looking to play spoiler, obviously, here. So, um, you know, if, if a few of his players get hot, I could definitely see uh, an upset. I don't think it's likely, but I could see it happening. Hey guys, there's no betting corner segment in this episode of the podcast, so I thought I would take this time to tell you a little bit about our newest sponsor, BetStamp, the line shopping app for sports bettors. Betting lines have different odds across each sportsbook, and by using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all of those sportsbooks to ensure that you're finding the best value available on the bets that you'd probably already be making. Also, the BetStamp app allows you to track all of your verified bets across those different sportsbooks so that you can build a more credible record as a better, and it allows you to follow other winning BetStamp users so that you can instantly be notified of their picks. So click the link in the description down below to download the BetStamp app today. And when you do, be sure to provide the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH when prompted to do so to let them know that we sent you. Every download really helps us out and it helps you out as well. So we would really appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Something about Luke's team to, to mention and kind of show how it's kind of impressive that he got in at the eighth seed. And we actually thought he was going to be higher at one point is how unlucky he's been so far this year um one of the glaringly obvious ones that's on the screen right now is that he had o'reilly all year this year ryan o'reilly and he has been brutal and then toronto gets him at the trade deadline like he there was times i was talking to luke throughout this year that he contemplated dropping ryan o'reilly just straight up dropping him and then he got traded to toronto and started you know, there's a fire lit under his ass, and then he gets hurt instantly. He has Ekblad. He was hurt a couple times throughout the year. Um, and then his first-round pick, Huberto. How mm. could you have ever predicted that this would be Huberto? So think about how low his production's been all year, and that's his first pick, yet he's in the playoffs here, and there's so many teams that aren't. So kind of impressive for him to get in there. There's a couple guys that stepped up when he needed them alex tuck being one of them he just got his 30th tuck the other night uh <laughs> nico he has been an absolute dog that's why he switched his name to nico is our captain halfway through the season uh and yeah we made the trade for markstrom uh thatcher demko and markstrom are both back in time for playoffs well demko back and markstrom becoming himself again so uh that trade's kind of worked out for both of us in the end i guess we just needed a change of scenery like we always said but man this kuznets off third line team is nasty they bought like crazy at the trade deadline absolutely mortgaged the future so they're going all out for the first place this year um i can almost guarantee that they're going to be first second or third i know that's not a lot of confidence in luke at the moment and i feel bad but that's the way it is his team's yeah. nasty he bought like crazy luke didn't and uh we'll see how this one rolls but um luke's gonna need a miracle here and morrissey and stamkos being out is a good step yeah that that is true like you know injuries can change anything like i said off the top when talking about us i lost ovechkin this week so i, I mean i don't know how long he's gonna be out for but even just losing him tonight and putting him on ir changed my projected points by like like 20 or so so it like can really swing things if one good player is missing yeah and one thing that i'd like to point out again this week and terrible timing for a first round of the playoffs 
is one of those classic NHL schedule weeks where every single team plays on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday being extremely light. And for that reason, um, very good time to have Jason Robertson. They played last night and they played tonight as well. And uh, one more time throughout the week, I believe, if not two. So uh, great time to have a Dallas star in your lineup. That's why I picked up Hanky Panky before uh, their game last night. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think this one's going to be a runaway in the end. Uh, we'll we'll see how Luke can shape up. Yeah, yeah. And, and on this, sorry, Harp. Yeah. Just last thing I wanted to add on this matchup too. These are two of the teams in our league who consistently had the fewest points against on a week-to-week basis. So that's kind of interesting, too. Like, Kuznetsov's third line had the fewest points against in the entire league, and you can look at that in two ways. You can look at that as one team just getting lucky all year and playing some opponents who aren't doing very well, or you can look at it like, um, you know, the team's already out ahead by a lot, so the team you're playing doesn't really care to set their lineups and make pickups and stuff. So um, I, I see it in those two ways. And I don't know which it is for Kuznetsov's third line and Nico is our captain, but they are uh, first and fifth, in, respectively, in terms of uh, fewest points against in our league. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Jacob, uh, whose team looks like the Boston Bruins of the Boys in the Booth Fantasy Hockey League this year, could uh, you know is is likely to win this matchup. But hey, you never know. For uh, for Luke, you know he might uh, pull a, a Los Angeles Kings miracle and and win uh, the championship as the eighth seed. But uh, not only the star power that um, obviously. Jacob Kuznetsov's third line has and and uh, what Luke has, but um, other guys as well who have kind of um, been flying under the radar and have had really good seasons. You look at a guy like Brandon Hagel, for example, for uh, for Jacob. He's having a career season. Max Domi has bounced back, had a great year in Chicago before joining the Dallas Stars. And then a couple of really interesting guys that I'm going to be watching for with um, Luke's team, Tommy Novak for the Nashville Predators has 27 points in 33 games this season. And despite Nashville selling off quite a bit at the trade deadline, uh, including that massive package that they got for Tanner Janot, uh that we obviously talked about, um, they're in it. They're in the race. And so uh, he's a great player off of Nashville to have. And even though the Philadelphia Flyers have been terrible this season, as expected, uh, Owen Tippett has been a very good player for them as well. So if if, uh, Luke can get some solid performances by underrated guys like that, I think that'll certainly help. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Jacob probably takes this first round matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for I know this is not an under the radar player, but I'm looking for a four spot from Huberto tonight in a uh, six nothing win for Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh I think that game is at uh Mullet Arena, so I don't know. I mean Arizona plays well at uh they play well at home. That is true. Yeah. 
All right, let's get to our next matchup. And, uh, oh, look at that. It features uh, you two guys. Uh, multiple Scorgasms, Chad, your team, second place overall. And uh, the Brat Pack case, nice name there after Jesper Brat of your New Jersey Devils. You finished in uh, the seventh spot. And uh, obviously you alluded to the fact that, you know, five to eight was so tight coming in to the playoffs. So, um Let's uh, let's get your thoughts on on this matchup, guys. You two going at it here. This is perfect for us. And uh, Case, we'll start with you, my friend. Yeah, I just want to start out by saying I was a conservative seller at the trade deadline. <laughs> I I didn't necessarily sell, but I retooled in that I traded away guys that I knew I couldn't keep for guys that were going to be you know studs for myself keeping next year uh in particular the two devils on my team vanacek and jack hughes are going to be keepers for me next year and uh, i think that trade has really worked out for me so far and then the other one being pasternak who was a second round pick in our draft um quite possibly could be my first round keeper here so you know i i'm exactly in the position i said i wanted to be in the trade deadline that I retooled for next year to be even stronger with my keepers, and I'm still competitive. I'm in the playoffs. I made it. I won out my last three weeks. Um, I am very low on hopes for this week, but you know, stranger things have happened, and I am being strategic on who I pick up. Like I said, I did pick up yesterday Hanky Panky. I dropped uh, Adam Bulkfist for him. It was a Adam kind of wasn't cracking my lineup because he's playing on the same night as Sandine Fairvery on Washington and D'Angelo. They all play on the same night, so I was like, I guess I I've got to uh, I've got to drop him and pick up someone else. Hackenpah, he is one of those guys that can sneakily put up three points in a night for you just through hits and blocks. So I picked up him, and he's actually had a hot stick lately, putting you know getting apples too. So. Uh, I thought that'd work for me. And then something to note that could be very good or very bad for me is having Jack Hughes and Nick Paul. Um, the Devils in Tampa Bay, as of right now, just started a playoff series. They play three times this week. So wow, the way I see it, either... I don't know. If they're playing playoff-type hockey, playing three games in one week against Tampa, they actually have a four-game series in Florida right now. Uh, that could be a bloodbath, and there could be a lot of hits and a lot of scoring going on in that series, I think. So that could be good for me. Also, I don't know. Maybe they'll have Jack Hughes' number by the end of the week, and he won't be putting up any points, so it could hurt me. But I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm a little fearful of this week, mostly because all my players play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, you said a case. This week, the schedule is the problem for a lot of people. Um, you know, you mentioned Yanni Hockenpah. I picked him up in my other league, actually, because uh, I realized that Dallas and Montreal both played on Monday and Tuesday, which were the only two teams who play back-to-back -back on Monday and Tuesday, so you're able to get some extra games there on the light nights. Um, didn't end up having to use Hockenpah. I uh, dropped him again because I had another player, uh, Dalene, actually come off of IR Plus in my other league, so dropped him again. Didn't have to use a move because I made it on Sunday night. But 
I looked at Hawk and Paw. I thought about picking him up, but it just didn't fit. I didn't want to drop someone uh, if I didn't need to, and I didn't feel like I needed to at that point. Now, however, I kind of wish I got the two games out of him because now that I'm missing Ovechkin, I had to kind of scramble and. Instead of having Hawkenpah, who, like you said, is kind of reliable for like two to three points a night just from hits and blocks, now I'm relying on uh, Kakinen starting against Columbus for San Jose. And that should be a win because if San Jose loses tonight, uh, they're actually eliminated from the playoffs, like it, like mathematically. So I would assume they're going to be pushing hard tonight. Oh, yeah, they're going to play their hard out for that. <laughs> and it's also Columbus. So, like, it's a team that you know, isn't very good. So I'm hoping that Kakinen can come through and, and maybe get me a 25 save win and get me some points, but it's more of a gamble. And I didn't want to have to do that this week. Uh, but here we are because Ovechkin is out on IR plus. So when looking at this matchup, I think um, it's safe to say that I'm the favorite. I've been in second place all year. Uh, but that being said, I have everything to lose being a buyer at the deadline. And you have absolutely nothing to lose being uh, a guy who retooled at the deadline. So I'm just hoping uh, that I can trust my guys this week and get it done. Like I said, my projected points have, have dropped by about 20 since losing Ovechkin. But I hope I get them back and uh, things go well for me because... Uh, let's just be honest, I'm supposed to win this week. I'm looking past this week, though, um, because hopefully I'm able to win it at next week's matchups. Wow. And uh, that's why I was able to drop Neil Pionk today, because he wasn't going to play for me all this week, barring injury, that is, because he played on the heavy nights, and I had four or five other defensemen who were able to play on those nights. And then next week also wasn't going to play at all because he's playing on the heavy nights next week as well so i felt a little uh, a little sad dropping neil pionk because he's been a serviceable fantasy defenseman for me he gets lots of hits and blocks but uh he wasn't gonna play so i bit the bullet today and did that um so there you go the, the lack of loyalty on your team is just unfathomable you talk about pionk like he's a fantasy god and then you drop him come on yeah I mean, you know, sometimes it's just a business case and you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I got to say that last night, um, first of all, seeing Colorado so score so many goals on Montreal, I I didn't even look at who scored yet and my stomach dropped when I saw that because I knew Rantanen's going to have like at least three. But one goal, one assist, I think we came out okay considering they got eight goals. Yep. Um, but then I absolutely manifested a comfort behind victory for the Buffalo Sabres over over the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, Matt Murray and that for you. I texted you guys. I said, Harper, I'm going to need Buffalo to score and cut out that shutout. They scored. And then again. And then again. And then again. And sure they won man. the game. Matt Murray, one point against the Buffalo Sabres. Not what you want to see, Chad. Not what you want to see. That is brutal. I will say I do have the the Murray Samsonov stack. So I'm hoping this week we're able to get some wins, but they don't have very easy matchups coming up. Like they have Colorado on Wednesday. So that's going to be a tough one. I don't know who's going to start. I would assume Samsonov, but I mean, the coaches made it pretty clear. They want Murray to get starts down the stretch to get them playoff ready. So We'll see. I mean, goaltending, I don't think it's going to win or lose me my week. I think tonight will be a big night for us because uh, just looking at both teams, I think we have everybody playing in all positions, correct? So th this should be a big yeah. night. Tonight, 
is going to decide on my if my next two pickups are for this week or next week. Mm. And right now, I think that my pickups are going to be setting myself up for success in the consolation rounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough. Well, uh, again, like I said right off the top, I, I love this matchup that, uh, you know, two out of the three uh, Boys in the Booth members get to go at it in the, in the first round. And uh, again, just looking at uh, sort of, uh, you know, a couple of guys that fly under the radar a little bit in terms of performers. Lawson Krause of the Arizona Coyotes for, for you, Chad. He's having a career year. He's got over 20 goals again. And uh, we mentioned it, and sorry, Chad, about this again, but for you, Case, Rasmus Sandin, man, I, I don't see that guy slowing down anytime soon with the Capitals as long as he uh, is still getting this opportunity with John Carlson out to uh, play big minutes, and he's got eight points in four games. So uh, not only the star power, but uh, again, those kind of guys that fly under the radar, I think will be big for both of you in this matchup. So looking forward to seeing how it shakes out at the end of the week. For sure. All right, let's move on to our third playoff matchup uh, out of the first four. And uh, so this is uh, three versus six. So we have uh, the No Regretskis and the Zamboni guy. Uh, the Zamboni guy right now uh, up by seven points or so on the No Regretskis. So what do we think of this matchup, guys? I know that, uh, Case, you mentioned that uh, Dylan, his team, uh, fifteen and six through the regular season. They uh, they had a really good year, but uh, our, our good friend uh, uh, Pross had a, a good season as well at at uh, at thirteen and eight and getting into that sixth uh, spot. So, uh, what do we think of this matchup, guys? And now a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Whether you're staying active or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, it's non-GMO, and it's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. There are plenty of awesome flavors, but my personal favorite right now is lemon lime. So get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. That's 20% off anything in the store when you order using the promo code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today with Liquid IV. This podcast is also sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Well, for me, the reason why I have no Regretsky going deep in the playoffs here is because of Connor McDavid and his uh, his willingness to put up 50 points in a week, 50 fantasy points in a week, and absolutely stealing a whole week by himself. And 
I still think that trade was unbelievable for for Dylan here, Nora Gretzky's, and then he's got Eric Carlson too. Who, um, sure, San Jose is not doing too hot, but Eric Carlson's putting up some freaky numbers over there and just set the uh, the franchise record in goals by a defenseman in a season. So passing Brent Burns, his team pretty scary. He's got a lot of firepower up front uh, and some uh, some decent goaltending in Saros uh, if he can really string together a couple wins. But Taylor, last week, unbelievable numbers to come from behind and win. I was, I was getting pissed that I wasn't going to come fifth anymore because um, I took the walk to Poland, was kind of thrown by not setting his lineup. But it didn't matter because Taylor came back, Zamboni guy, and absolutely smashed uh, Dirty Birdies. He had 237.65 points last week, projected to have 192. So kind of playing, you know, ahead of their depths there, but uh, doesn't matter because if they can do that again, then look out for this team. Yeah, for sure. When looking at this matchup, I mean, the first thing I think about, obviously, on Dylan's team is McDavid and that trade that we let go through. Like, why didn't we veto that trade? McDavid wouldn't be a problem for us in the playoffs right now if we just vetoed that trade. Um, so, yeah, like that, I'm still salty about that. Um, but I think I already used my veto nomination at that point. And uh, no one else wanted to bring up a veto for that one. So, whatever, we got to live with it now. But when I look down his lineup, no regretskis, that is, other than, you know, Carlson and McDavid, and, you know, I guess you could say a guy like Elias Pedersen. I, I truly don't think he's that deep, and I think he relied a lot on McDavid. Like, sure, he has some good players, um, but Rupe Hintz, last night, he's been a great fantasy player all year. Already, only .5 points in that game against Seattle last night. So that's one of his games for the week. Virtually got nothing out of him. So that's tough, and, like, you need your... Ugh. Well, you need your guys to perform, though, and that's one game where... I know, but then you have Clayton Keller, who was the NHL's first star of the week and put up 38 fantasy right. points. Right, like, so and fair enough. He's That's what I'm saying. He's got support all around. One guy takes a week off. I don't think he's I don't think he's. I mean, uh, right now, though, he's not secure to win this week. Like, that's why I think I could see an upset happening, because if McDavid doesn't have... I mean, listen, it's McDavid. He's going to have two points a game, and that's going to translate to like 10 fantasy points a game, and he's going to run away with it. But, you know, if McDavid gets rested or, you know, something, he doesn't have his best game of the year, like, I think he could be in serious trouble because I just don't see the depth in terms of getting quality fantasy points reliably out of some of those players like trust me i like his team there's a reason he finished third this year and finished highly last year in our league as well he's a good fantasy manager but uh i'm just not so scared of this team and i think the zamboni guy has a legit chance a legit chance okay well we'll talk in a week about that um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny he texted our chat the other night i'm looking at the defense and saying you know it might be that that's kind of the area he's lacking when you look past carlson mm-hmm. mostly because morgan riley couldn't hit a bull in the ass with oh. a banjo and uh philip Ronick is is injured at the moment so that's definitely not helping him out but man like you've got at least four guys on forward that 
will go off at any, at any Trocek for sure. He can. I have him in my other league. He goes off often, especially now that that top six in New York is even nastier. Duchesne can be good. He was really good last year. I think he's taken a bit of a step back fantasy-wise, but he's just outside the top 100, 125 right now. So I get it. There are some good players there. I just... I don't know, and I'm not saying the Zamboni guys' team is better on paper when I look at it. I'm just saying that, you know, if McDavid isn't his absolute best and if Carlson isn't his absolute best, then he could be in trouble. And right now, the Zamboni guy is projected to win by one point and is currently up by 10 points. So it it wouldn't be crazy if he won. Yeah, the one thing, like, the one thing that I see with... Uh, Zamboni guy the problem with his team to me is that it got hurt at the trade deadline and I mean the NHL trade deadline I don't mean ours I'm talking Bo Horvat to the Islanders that's hurting his fantasy team I'm talking Tyson Berry to Nashville that's hurting his fantasy team no longer playing power play with McDavid I'm talking uh, Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly traded from St. Louis that's going to affect Jordan Cairo Um, you know I just kind of see it up and down the lineup where He's getting hurt at the trade deadline, and I don't. He had a phenomenal week last week, but I saw him slipping, and he was slipping. Lost a couple games in the last uh, stretch there, so that's kind of the big scare for me at the moment. For him, it's not really Pross's fault as a fantasy manager. He just kind of got screwed in some of these trades. I couldn't get rid of uh, Horvat quick enough in my other league for that reason. I was like, you know what? Like they don't score the Islanders. That is so. That's all Horvat's done all season in Vancouver. Uh, Might as well make the trade now while his value is super high. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one for sure. I think this, I mean, it's shaping up to be the closest matchup of the four in terms of just projected points on the face of things. So we'll see, man, what an upset it would be if Zamboni guys takes it because no regretskis, again, was a buyer at the deadline. Yeah, well, I'm also, I'm rooting for Zamboni because not so much this year but definitely last Trades. year the shotgun approach of Noah Gretzky and Dylan Finley drove me insane of just offering trades I think he's just hoping that you'd accidentally hit accept maybe like once or twice <laughs> instead of reject because some of the trades were just brutal uh it wasn't as bad this year he he did put up some some pretty decent trades and he he's pretty good at I don't want to make him sound bad, but like taking advantage of trade opportunities, I think he he's he's pretty good at that. Um, he he smells blood. In he the does. Is all he I'm does. Saying. And you know what? It, it's a bit like you know if this is a bowl and it's filled with spaghetti, and you know how many how many noodles in a bowl of spaghetti? Maybe a hundred. You know, and he's just he's picking out a little bit of a handful every time and just chucking it at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's his trade approach. And it's kind of worked. Like that's how he got McDavid. Like the week that he got McDavid, he must have sent Yeah, that was a He meatball. must have sent a thousand <laughs> trades. And yeah, a little bit of spaghetti, a few meatballs at the wall, and it stuck. So I mean we'll see. Yeah, I, I'd be happy for Prost too if he uh if he ended up winning this matchup and uh you know funny enough how he's a st louis blues fan and uh the moves that his blues have made have really impacted his team like you said case one guy i'll be watching out for is uh sammy blay 
who has just fit right back in with the Blues and uh, clearly loves playing in St. Louis. So I'll be watching out for him, and yeah, it'd be good to see Pross uh, win this matchup for sure. All right, let's move on to our fourth and final uh, first-round matchup in the Boys in the Booth Fantasy Hockey League. So who we got here for this matchup? So it's North uh, Korea, of course, uh, using Paul Korea's last name in fourth, and then in fifth, the Dirty Birdies. So this should be another tight matchup, you guys. Uh, it's your brother-in-law, Cameron Chad, of course, uh, on one side, 14-7 and seven record, a really good bounce-back season for him against uh, the Dirty Birdies. Uh, Jeffrey at 13-8, and eight, another squad at 13-8. and eight. So, oh, and we just saw a little bit of jump in, in points there for, uh, for Cameron. So, let's finish up with this uh, matchup, guys. What do we think? You want me to go, Case? Okay. Yeah, yeah right just there. looking at this matchup, I mean, like you mentioned, Harper, Dirty Birdies is projected to win by 10 points right now. Early projections, though, as we know, don't mean a ton. Like, we, I'm trying not... I'm trying my best this whole episode not to put a ton of value into the projections because they change on a dime, but that's what it's shaping up to be right now. Dirty Birdies is up 28 to 11 in terms of uh, total points as we speak right now. So, you know, we'll have to see how that shakes out after tonight, which is one of the heavy nights this week. But just looking at this team, uh, North Korea, that is, Cameron's very happy to be in the position that he's in. And personally, like I think it kind of came out of nowhere, just given how bad he was in last season's uh, fantasy compared to this year. Like it's it's kind of crazy. It seems like he just learned overnight how to manage a fantasy team. So kudos to him, first of all, and second of all, again, like I was saying, as I'm looking up and down this team's lineup, like he has some weapons for sure. A guy like Brady Kachuk, that's one of my favorite fantasy players because he does literally everything. And right now he's ranked in the top 10. Uh, a guy like Panarin should get hotter, ranked in the top 50, uh, should get hotter because that offense in New York is only going to get better now that they've added two really good players to it. Um, and then just down the lineup, like a guy like Nylander, still hot this year, on pace for almost 100 points. And that kind of came out of nowhere and was a late pick for Cameron that he was able to take advantage of. Kyle Connor is another one who's bounced around the league case. I think you originally had the player, then traded him to Book Hockey, and then Book Hockey sold uh, to Cameron. So he has some good players. I don't know if it'll be enough because Dirty Birdie has, has, has some good players as well. So I think it'll be a, a tight week. Um, but really, like it, it, it honestly could come down to which line on the Maple Leafs is going more. The Nylander line or the Marner line because Dirty Birdies has Marner. And... You know, it's not only it's not always even between those two players in terms of who's on the score sheet. It's often actually one line or the other. So that could determine the week, honestly, and it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's interesting that those two aren't on the same line because what's happening in our matchup is you've got Dougie and Jack, and it seems like you know the majority of jack's last let's say 10 goals have all been assisted by dougie and vice versa so you're you're bound to get points when jack scores for me dougie's gonna get the same and it's gonna be painful for me watching tonight <laughs> because 
Like I'm gonna be cringing when Hamilton and, and Myers set up for a sick goal or something like that. It's it's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, uh, something about Dirty Birdie's team. He can just kind of out of the blue put up 250 points. Uh, we've seen it this year. Like he's kind of like you, where he, he's he's either on or off, and like you are majority of the time on but jeff we've seen a few weeks where his team puts up some ridiculous numbers uh he's also been hurt by the injury bug lately and that's why we've seen him slide a little bit and that's kale mccarr has been out that's been you know he suffered from that and that was part of the mcdavid trade so um yeah i think this one is gonna be interesting i think it could go either way yeah i think now that you know we've kind of taking a quick overlook on of the four matchups this week i think we're in agreement that this one and uh the 6v3 matchup of the zamboni guy no regretskis those two are probably going to be very close um and obviously then case you're hoping that our matchup is very close and then for uh you know the 1v8 matchup i don't think it will necessarily be close but i could see nico as our captain making a push so i mean it'll be interesting to see how tonight changes things and after another like heavy night because like we know fantasy it changes in a flash in a blink of an eye so i'll be glued to it this week for sure as you can see, the Devils are up one nothing, and Jack Hughes assisted that goal, and so did Timo Meyer for you. So that's what exactly what I'm talking about. It's going to be tough for me to watch this week. <laughs> but Dougie didn't get an assist, so at least that's a little bit of a win for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of a win for me because that puts Vanacek up on pace to do better i'm not going to say anything you might even get a shot out case maybe even maybe even a shot out case (laughs) as a goalie you should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) okay i think we're we're probably pretty close to wrapping up eh? we've previewed the the four matchups harp yeah yep yeah definitely the uh the last thing i'll just say you know chad you made a good point about um the impact of uh, players on the same team, you know, in a matchup, Nylander on one team, Marner on the other, and how, you know, which uh, line is, is going the most for the Maple Leafs could impact this uh, this last matchup that we were talking about between Jeffrey and uh, Cameron. But same with the Ottawa Senators, you know, does Brady Kachuk keep going and have a big night against Edmonton, or does Alex Debrinkit pick it up a little bit? You know, his shooting percentage is down by quite a bit this season and is having a down year but uh looking at that as well so yeah man i'll be uh you know i I, i'm out of it obviously so it's it's pretty easy for me to just sit back and watch but uh you guys have to do some heavy lifting and have a good uh, matchup against each other so yeah looking forward to it all week long and um again if you want to pick up some really good fantasy hockey tips either for your upcoming playoffs in your fantasy hockey league or for next season you can go back and listen to our episode with uh the creator of data draft kenny he's got some really good stuff uh in that episode that he shared with us uh, chad and uh, also on his youtube he did a nice evaluation of our three teams so uh you can check that out as well but uh yeah thanks for listening uh, I, to this one episode 163 looking forward to all the fantasy matchups this week for sure.
This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.